Welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast, where we don't take from insurance companies. Here are your hosts, Mr. Jordan Comstock and Mr. Ben Duinay. This podcast is sponsored by BoomCloud Dental Membership Software, www.boomcloudapps.com, and Veritas Dental Resources, www.veritasdentalresources.com. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Navigating Dental Insurance Podcast. My name is Ben Tuyane. Today I'm your solo co-host, well, solo host, Jordan Comstock, my co-host. Uh, he's doing what I typically like to do on most weekdays. He's out on a vacation, uh, Disneyland, this week. Uh, so it's nice to have a change where I'm actually doing the podcast alone because he's been doing a lot of that lately. But welcome, folks. Uh, we have a, an awesome guest, one, uh, a guest that has been on our show two times. Uh, two times without me, which I've, you know, I've missed out on those two opportunities, but this time it's just me and I have a list of questions to ask her. We have Kiara Dent. Kiara, how are you today? I'm great. How are you, Ben? Hey, it's great having you on again. I'm sorry I missed the first two podcasts. Jordan, uh, he did those. I was actually at Disney World doing one. And then I was, I was going to say Disney. You guys are Disney fanatics. I love I, it. I got Jordan <laughs> onto Disney. Like I, we go, my family and I, we go at least three or four times a year. Um, we haven't been. Can out we just talk about this like right now? Because that's like <laughs> speaking to my heart of hearts. Like yeah. I got the whole mastermind group. Like there was a group of us that went for like three or four hours when we were in Florida. So let's just talk about like favorite ride. Oh. I think we need to have a moment right now. Yeah, you know my favorite ride is Mine Train at uh, the Magic Kingdom. Um, Ooh, okay. I, I I'm not a thrill ride. Like we went and did the um, um, what's that ride? The Rock and Roll ride, Rock and Rolling Coaster, whatever. Uh, uh-huh. at, uh, what is that part called? See, now, now, now the whole Disney thing just slipped my mind because I wasn't prepared to talk about it. But It's okay. It's yeah. okay. Because I only know the Magic Kingdom in Florida oh. and I don't know that one as well. So you're okay. But, but, you know, I'm obsessed. My family makes fun of me. Like there was a time where I went, like anytime I go to anywhere remotely close to Disneyland or Disney World, even if I only have two or three hours, I will always hit up Disney. So <laughs> I appreciate this connection right now. But you were the one who got Jordan onto it, huh? I did. I got him on it. And uh, he's he's vowed to go every year now. And so <laughs> we, we're still in the process of planning our next, uh, well, our conference, our, our Navigating Dental Insurance po- uh, podcast conference. And we're looking at having at Epcot in 2019. You're going to get an invitation for sure for yep, that one. I'll be there. But uh, what's, what's your favorite ride at uh, the Magic Kingdom? Oh, guys, pirates through and through and through. <laughs> it's so good every time. And it's ridiculous. But I love that. And Space Mountain. Those are my two favorites. So Sp- Space Mountain. My son was mm. crying the whole time. Like We were going down the fast track lane. And uh, he was just, you know, at the time he was six years old, he kept running the opposite direction. saying, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then, you know, I had to talk to him and calm him down. And he looked at other kids and, you know, he had, saw kids younger than him. And he's like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be scared. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give this a try. So he did it and he had so much fun. But I, I didn't have awesome. as much fun because I have, I get sick easy, like motion sickness. If I'm not driving a car, if I'm in a plane, and there's a lot of tur- <laughs> well, just a little bit of tur- turbulence. I'll get motion sickness. So oh. I didn't like that one for that reason, mainly because it was dark and I couldn't see a thing. And uh, it's true. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> but it was a, true. You, it was a thrill ride for sure. <laughs> and you would probably not enjoy my job. The flying, you know, two or three times a week probably oh. wouldn't be up your alley. <laughs> I used to do that. I can't imagine. Yeah, I 
early in my career, I used to fly um, all over the country. When this whole PPO negotiating thing came out, it's so funny. I had a friend, um, his name's Tom Warren out of um, Boston. Um, I did a webinar for 200 of his members, and mm -hmm. he recorded that webinar and posted it on Dentaltown. He did an e-blast uh, with Dentaltown, and I didn't know this, but I start to get all these emails and phone calls from associations across the country. Um, apparently at the time it was just a concept that was foreign to everybody. And so I found myself on a plane every other day, just getting <laughs> to the different study clubs. <clears throat> and uh, I, it, it was nice at, at the beginning, but at, at the time my son was, I think two or three years old. And uh, I, I started missing him more and more and more. And I just decided, you know, I got to cut back on the travel. For uh, sure. Plus the motion sickness, you know, I fortunately didn't experience <laughs> a lot of storms. Yeah. <laughs> but, Touche. So you weren't flying in the winter. You were avoiding all storms at that time. Yes. Nope. Oh, yeah. Ben does not fly <laughs> during bad weather, guys. Just abort the mission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now now I'm a little bit of a snob because if somebody wants me to go out to speak at their group, I just I make sure that they, they pay for the best accommodations. I will not fly coach go. anymore. <laughs> you know, like, you Ooh, want me you out there. You and Mark Costas. You yeah. and Mark Costas can all rag on me with my Southwest love. But <laughs> Mark had to eat his words this past week. So we can talk about Mark Costas for a second. He, he? he teases me. Yeah. And there's a podcast he and I did where like Ashley was out of town and I booked his travel. And I don't understand all of his preferences. And I was going for cheap. Like, I know that man, and he watches his numbers like a hawk. So <laughs> naturally, I'm going to book like the most economical one. I booked him a window one because that's my favorite. And he prefers aisle and, like, first class. <laughs> and I definitely, and he was like, Kira, you are never booking for me again. And I was like, hey, I'm on Southwest, and I appreciate Southwest. I'm at the front of the plane always. I get free Wi-Fi. And he teases me, like, oh, you and your Wi-Fi. <laughs> he just barely flew across the country. And he was like, Kira. I bought Wi-Fi. I got so much work done. And I was like, oh, <laughs> take it back, Mark. That's Even so my, funny. my coach flying of Southwest, like, I love Southwest. They've got my heart, man. They will upgrade. They'll put me on standby. Like, I just love them. But I can see the coach would probably not fly for a lot of other people because it is it is real nice to be at the front of the plane. Always guaranteed. No ifs, ands, or buts. Well, you know, the other thing is body size. You know, I'm not, I'm a bigger guy. You know, I have wide hips. I'm a football player. And so, yeah. you know, flying flying Southwest, which I used to do for a number of years, it was nice to get the points and, and get free travel from time to time, having the perks of being on the A-list and all that. And then, and then I started to realize that I just, I just couldn't handle being on planes anymore unless I had enough space. So yeah. most groups now, whenever I fly, fortunately they do put me up in first class. Uh, but I, I learned to play the the medallion game with Delta. You know, the um, if yep. you tra travel as much as you do, you can qualify for diamond medallion status overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and yeah. the per perks that come with that are just amazing. But not enough to keep me on the road as much as you. So more power <laughs> to you. <laughs> I know, I've got to switch because I've already got the A-list on Southwest. We're switching up the airlines right now to get yeah. another one so we can go even more places with the points. So we're getting all go. strategic now. Yeah, Delta and uh, oh, I can I can go through my entire st strategy with Delta. There's a combination Ooh. of using the credit cards, signing up with certain credit cards. Um, if you're a Delta flyer, the Platinum credit card from American Express is the best card to get for points. Okay. Um, and then if you're on American Express, American Express and United, um, I don't know where, where you're out of, where your home base is, but <clears throat> I've been told, I was told to do um, the points with um, 
an airline that had their home base or at least a hub where mm-hmm. you lived. And, and here in Salt Lake City, our hub is Delta. And it's worked mm-hmm. out great. You know, you, you can build up the statuses really quick if you fly them a lot. Awesome. That's that's good to know. United, we, we have a little bit of an issue with United, so that's the airline I avoid at all costs. But beyond that... <laughs> Same here. <laughs> okay, perfect. Good. I like you more. All of our listeners, I hope you guys are getting, like, solid travel tips. If you want to know anything, I've got Southwest, Ben's got Delta. We'll help you hook you up. Like, there you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Everyone wanted to listen to this podcast today for this knowledge alone. Exactly. Right? Insider yep. tips here. <laughs> We should do a whole airplane, uh, you know, an airport etiquette, an airplane uh, podcast. There's just oh, yeah. so much to know about travel. And, you mm-hmm. know, dentists, a lot of dentists travel a lot. And, you know, it's one it's area true. that a lot of doctors ignore. Like we flew to Canada last month for uh, a friend of mine was getting married up in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I flew, you know, we fly Delta all the time. You know, they have direct flights and they, mm-hmm. they roll out the red carpet for us when we go. And when we got there, there were some uh, dentists that, that came up to that that wedding and they just did Priceline or some other oh, yeah, discount. No. Yeah. And that's not the way you want to go. You want to build, the, you don't want to waste those dollars. You want to build the points and, and exactly. know how to do it smart. Yeah. So yeah, we should, we should, we have, I mean, if you guys fly Southwest, I can teach you how to 98% of the time always have the seat next to you open. I've like mastered China being a little bit of a non-friendly. Like I just don't make eye contact. <laughs> it works really well. You know, and if you just, Cough periodically. There you no go. One zip at you. It's <laughs> yeah. Or or travel travel with me because usually you oh, know I yeah half my body covers the second seat. So you you're know, solid. You just, can totally get that. It's my shoulders. My shoulders are so wide. So every time I fly in Southwest, my seat is always <laughs> the last one because nobody wants to sit next to a guy, you know. And my shoulders are you know my elbow is 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 you know in your ribs. You know people don't want that. But, exactly. but I didn't I didn't think about the coughing part. I'm probably going to do that next time, you know, start the <laughs> sniffles and the coughs. That's a good idea. <laughs> I flew yesterday and the girl next to me, she's like, you've got this down pat. Like, no one sat next to us. We are flying from Atlanta to Oakland and I was like, oh no, we need space. Like as much space as possible. Yeah, put a, so, put a, anyway. put a spit mask on, you know, so you see how people re- re- respond to that. Dennis, but. have those. Come on, guys, just throw the masks on. No one will sit by you. It's a guaranteed sure shot. <laughs> For sure. Oh, well, Kira, let's, let's talk about your dental masters for office managers. I, I looked at that website, and, and is this something new you're doing? It is, yeah. We, with um, consulting with Mark Costas with the Dental Success Institute last year, and then also with Dental Placement Pros, our hiring company, uh, between the two of those, they were great resources, and I started realizing that there was really not a lot out there for office managers. And I was constantly asked, like when I go into offices, uh, the main area that I would work on, which I do think dovetails so well with you guys with PPO insurance, because office managers, that's a huge issue that they deal with all the time. Uh, we started realizing that when we go in offices, the bulk of our, our in-office consulting was spent with the front office on the office managers. And then yeah. um, with hiring, people would always ask me, Kira, do you have something for office managers? Like, oh, like if we could just hire somebody off the street that could be great with leadership, but then we could teach them the dental. And so uh, Mark Costas and I put our brains together and we created Dental Masters and um, we've had awesome, awesome, awesome success. We've got a great community. We haven't really marketed it a ton, but it's been amazing. And it, it all comes from people who have been office managers. You know, myself, I was kind of a just thrown into office management, didn't really know what I was doing. And you did a great job, by the way, with that practice <laughs> oh, thank in Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I had some good success. I feel like I had good people on my team there as well. But 
But yeah, just the things that I wished I would have known or like when I go into offices, like office managers are just on their own little islands, kind of like dentists, right? Like they all sit there and they all do their own thing and they find efficiencies. They listen to podcasts like hallelujah, we've got information coming to them. But so many offices and office managers, like we sit in our own world and we just try and figure it out. Like I, I give the analogy of like, I feel like we're all given like a bag with a bunch of supplies in it and we're told like, hey, here you go. Like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and all of us try and figure out, like, okay, well, I think I could use this for this and this for that. And, like, we kind of fudge it and we figure out, like, how to make it work. But I'm like, if you could combine all that knowledge, we would be unstoppable. And, like, our lives would be so much easier. Office managers are stressed out all the time. And it's because I think that they they don't even have the resources available to them. And there's really not a lot. There's a couple of things out there for office managers. But I decided to make something that was, like, if I could go back in time, what would I want? And then we produced it. And then we have a, an awesome community that keeps giving us even more feedback from brilliant minds to make it even better. So yeah, we're, no, like we're loving our dental masters. Yeah. No, that's that's excellent because um, I do like, uh, I think Friday morning I'm in San Jose doing um, an office manager training meeting for um, a study club out there. And there are about mm-hmm. 50 different office managers that get together and we discuss insurance issues. Um, and what I find is that you'll have you have one or two office managers that have all the answers that know a lot. You know they have uh, tons mm-hmm. and tons of years of experience, and then the rest are kind of lost. The rest are just you know they're taking notes and they're just they feel overwhelmed because mm-hmm. there's just so much knowledge to be gained. And you know they quickly find out that what they've been doing as it pertains to insurance billing or coding or negotiating that they haven't been doing it right. You know, mm-hmm. and there's so much there's there's just there's just um, a great thing about the mastermind concepts, and I kind of ripped this off from Dr. Costas because he 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 studied he followed a guy by the name of uh, Bedros Koulian, and mm-hmm. Bedros does masterminds. I get his emails every day, his podcast emails, and mm-hmm. I I love that concept because you know there's there's so much strength in sharing information, especially especially with with office managers that are underserved. You know, there's just not a lot of places for them to go. I mean, you have right. Adom. You have you have organizations out there that sell um, material to office managers, but they're not well promoted to the extent where office managers know that this is a go-to resource for us mm-hmm. to find a way to better do our jobs. So, so tell for me sure. a, a little bit more. Like, how how do you get involved with the dental masters um, program that you put together? Yeah, so we have a couple different models. One model is we've got the community and you join the community and you know we have our free Facebook page so you can interact there, but our community is even better because for one, doctors don't love their OMs being on Facebook. So that's kind <laughs> of a, that was something that we were thinking because like, oh, let's have a Facebook community. And then I thought, oh, doctors, I could just see them like walking by in their OM scrolling Facebook, like rough go. <laughs> so we have, um, we have a bunch of things within our community that actually can come to your email, different ways that you can get resources. We have tons and tons and tons of content. We produce webinars, um, and then we're able to have our whole community um, get together, and you can ask questions. And And like you said, I mean, I, I definitely love Mark Costas' approach of, when I first met Mark, one thing I was really impressed by him was he didn't have all the answers, and he never proclaimed to have them. Um the first mastermind I went, I remember watching and Mark would throw it back out to the group and he told me, Kira, the reason why DSI is so successful is because of the people that we have there. And I love that mentality and that's the mentality I have with OMs. Like, sure, I've done it and I've grown practices and I understand it, but holy cow, when I talk to people, 
I learned so many other things from other people, like just little tricks or different ways that they do it. And that just makes you so much stronger as an individual. But yet, if you have an amazing community around you, that's how you can grow. So that's the first way is joining the community. I have the price point ridiculously low. And the reason I do have a price on it is because I feel like in like Facebook communities and whatnot, you get free advice, which is fantastic. But right. people that pay for it, like a very, like it's so nominal because I just want people to have a commitment level. I want it where if you're in Dental Masters, you're committed to giving amazing feedback. You're committed to the values that we have of supporting each other. It's a place where you can come and get really, really, really good support and have a team around you. So that's why, but it's like we're talking less than less than a cup of coffee a day. I have it priced at $39 a month. So it's nothing. Wow. Um, and then the other way is we produced a... It was supposed to be a six-week course, um, but it's actually turned into more of like a 12-week course that OMs go through. And it will step you through because like my biggest struggle as an office manager was I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. Like, what does my job entail? It's like it entails everything, but nothing. Like, what is my whole job responsibility? So we actually created a course that's specifically for office managers, but as I've consulted and as we've, we've done this course we're about through of our first beta group is one of the best ways that people so like the problem I see a lot of times is we go and we give people these great ideas but then what happens is we leave and what do we do (laughs) we do like we maybe implement one thing or we forget or we get back sucked into real life and so I purposely made this course where it's on a drip system and then I actually have implementation days set there and mm-hmm. you have the community to help you. So I have you like post your morning huddles. I have you post how you're billing your claims. I have people like, and no, I can't force you, but this is the most effective way I've been able to find to actually have you take the information you're learning and apply it. So it goes through this whole 12-week course. Right now it's in beta testing. So if you want to jump in, you want your OMs to come in, the price point is ridiculously low because I'm trying to just get as much information as we can. We already have 60 students. We have barely been running it for over a month. Um, and we have, we're just getting content back from people, what they like, what they'd like us to change. But I really feel that... Um, and what we're doing with our program is we're taking from all the ideas. I mean, I've consulted in over 80 offices nationwide. I grew my own practices. I'm pulling in from a bunch of different office managers. So all of that information combined is what created our online curriculum. So that's another option if you're interested. Um, I just think it, it breaks it down of what you should do and how to do it. And we're not talking like surface level because I think that so often we get surface level and I was like, no, no, I'm going to tell you how to do it, how yeah. to actually implement it, how to get your team like there's a myriad of things that we go through. Billing it is a big topic. So Ben, I think even after this podcast, you and I should should join forces and talk more of how we can give even sure. better yes. better resources out there. Because oh, like before the podcast, everyone listening, Ben and I were talking. I was like, Ben, I've got stardom for you because you can negotiate <laughs> with insurance companies, and that's not my strong point. Like they're scary and intimidating and mean. So. So there's the curriculum. And then also um, the third piece of Dental Masters is I realized that, and this actually came from a guy who heard me on one podcast and he called me and he was like, Kira, what do you offer for this? And I made this up on the spot. Like, I hope he's listening because I didn't know what I was offering at the time (laughs) he called. So I made it up and it works really well. Um, But we actually do one-on-one coaching for office managers. And this is brilliant and I'm so excited about it because I realized Dentists get one-on-one coaching. They have consultants that coach the dentist all the time. 
Mm-hmm. But office managers, like, we're expected to, like, take that information from the dentist that he heard from or she heard from the consultant. They bring it to us, and then we're supposed to actually make it happen. And so right. often, like, as an office manager, I had so many things coming my way, and I had nobody to help me, like, filter it and come up with a plan and brainstorm other ideas. So we actually did what we do one-on-one coaching for office managers. And I will tell you, I have an office in Boston, and I've been coaching these office managers for about, mm, it's about two and a half months their production has skyrocketed. And I haven't even gone into the office because they have an accountability person. Like I have a coach myself because I don't actually implement things without somebody holding Mm -hmm. me accountable. I'm just a lazy human being. But, and it's not to say we're lazy, we're just human. And so often like I've got great intentions at the beginning of my day to do X, Y, and Z. But then like real life hits us. So how do we actually accomplish X, Y, and Z? And so that's another piece of of our dental masters is giving you that one-on-one coaching. So everyone who joins Dental Masters, um, if you do the curriculum, the the 12-week course that we have now, it's really six weeks, but I have like a week of implementation after each phase, basically. Um, Every single person who joins will get a one-on-one coaching call. Um, And then also with the curriculum we do, here you go, Ben, this is where you're gonna shine. We do live events. We actually do live events where you can come in, like you said, like all those office managers coming to learn PPO insurance, like, hello, it's so hard to learn it on our own. And so we're pulling in and we're teaching these live events. um, And we do polls. So like what what you actually want to learn. And then I think we're super fun and we make it really fun for people to learn. So I love that. I I need to get together with you because I've been asked by so many different groups, uh, including dental associations to create an insurance mastermind study club for office managers and, and dentists who are involved in insurance processes. And I just, I didn't know where to start with this. And looking at your website and, and I mean, you're, what you guys put together is just amazing. I think office managers are one, the one area of neglect in a dental practice. There's hardly any training. There's no certification to become an office manager. And yet there's just so much responsibility. I've always believed right. that the skill of running a business in general, well, in dentistry, the skill of running a business, it, it will determine how much you can do in terms of revenue and growth and success. You know, I see many practices that, that struggle, you know, they, they have the master clinician or the super dentist as, as students like to refer to them as they know how right. to do everything. They, they're very good at placing implants and doing all their endo and such, but for some reason, the practices always struggle and it's just a result of not having a strong uh, group of people up front or a strong team or protocols and accountability to help mm-hmm. the practice grow. And I see that all the time right. um, and I've always believed that having great front office training is, is key and essential, especially with the office managers, at least to give them some protocols to follow. You know, there's really nothing out there. How to become, Mm-mm. becoming an office manager is like having a, fr- a child for the very first time. <laughs> right, here's, exactly. here's the manual and it's blank. I don't know if you have kids or not, but I, you know, our, our child came in, into this world, a premature child, was born 24, uh, 24 weeks gestation, young, small, wow. tiny little guy, one pound, 10 ounces. And nobody gave us a manual oh on how to raise them. It's like, well, <laughs> you know. And, Good and luck. That's, you know, your experience and my experience is the same. I, I remember when I was hired, I was hired out, out of private equity. I used to do fundraising for groups out of New York. And mm-hmm. a friend of mine asked me to come and check out this dental group in Arizona. And I, I checked them out and I decided to take the job. They hired me to focus on uh, refining their insurance department. And, but focusing first and foremost on negotiating fees with insurance companies. When, mm-hmm. when I was hired on, I thought I was going to get all this awesome training. You know, when you're coming from fundraising where you have Fortune 500 training, you have videos, 
you have curriculums that you follow, you have a three-month training process, and then I, I'm thrown into dental the very first day, the, the, <laughs> and this was a business department, an insurance company called and the receptionist answered it, and she, she yelled, Ben, come here, you got a phone call. I was like, well, I didn't know I was going to be taking phone calls. I don't know, I don't know how to talk to patients. <laughs> so she puts me on the phone and I says, who is this? She's like, oh, it's Delta Dental. They're calling about something. And I took the phone call and the rep was saying, yeah, we need to get MPI numbers. We need DEA, this and that. Do you know what, do you, do you know what the DBA is? They're throwing out all these terms. <laughs> and I knew what a DBA was, but I, I was like, I don't know what a, an MPI number is. I mean, I, I was so, you know, I, the, the, whole, the old saying, you know, you fake it till you make it. I was really trying hard to fake it, but I sounded <laughs> like the biggest buffoon, you know, the director of insurance that doesn't know anything about insurance. And it was embarrassing, you know. And I go back to the CEO and say, hey, am I going to get trained on all this stuff? And they said, well, you're going to create the training curriculum. It's like, what? You're going to have me create mm -hmm. the training? Mm -hmm. I don't even know what I'm doing. You know, the blind is going to lead the blind. That's not a good thing. So it, total it, success. Look at that. I know <laughs> it took me about a year. Well, three months. I, then I figured out negotiations. It was at a point where this was a big dental group. You know, they raised $50 million to build this group three months in. All I did was I learned the credentialing. I created a system to mm -hmm. make the credentialing more efficient. And then the CEO, well, the, the head guy uh, talks to the CEO and says, you know, Ben's not pulling his weight. You know, we, he's either, he either needs to step up or we're going to have to fire him. I'm like, dude, I gave up so much money to work with you guys. You guys need to – and you didn't give me any training. What the heck? So I go through uh, – I talk to the CEO at his house, and he's like, you know, uh, Steven's thinking about letting you go if you can't pull your weight. So I was like, okay, you guys watch this. I'm going to take nothing, and I'm going to turn it to something nice. So I spent the next three months negotiating fees, and it became the hottest topic in that group. That they're like, wow, we've gone from $500 a crown to $1,200 overnight and and then i started writing that course and i realized i'm not going to give these guys the credit for what i've learned i'm just going to go and start a business to teach Brilliant. doctors how to do it. i'm going to do it for the community and it was the best move i've ever made you mm -hmm. know and thinking about what you're doing with this office manager training it is so needed um, i want to help you build the insurance stuff the insurance courses awesome. whatever you need from me and that's simply because there's just so many things related to insurance as you know like i'm looking at the list here you have cancellations checklist credentialing end of day firing hands off hiring morning huddles you know the list goes on and these are mm -hmm. things that that you could easily be lost i mean there's just so much that goes on in the front office that sometimes it's hard to hone in that focus on what's important you know and Totally. The training that you're putting together is awesome. So $39, that's, that's a steal. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, and then our right now we've got our the 12-week course is going, um, we've got it at 1250 right now for the entire course, so it's very minimal. Um, and it's just because we want people in there, we want your feedback. And then, spoiler alert, get ready, we're actually <laughs> creating um, a doctor OM. So for doctors specifically, so the course I've got right now is for OMs, and no, doctors are not allowed into this community, and I purposely will not allow doctors in. Obviously, if you make up a fake name, I'm going to let you in because I'm not going <laughs> to check you. But don't do it because I want our OMs to feel safe. Um, I want them to feel like they can ask the, the quote-unquote dumb question, or I want them to really feel like they're not being judged by the dentist. And so that's why I've got this, but hang tight. There's a doctor OM one. I purposely did the, the OM one right now and we're putting it all together and then I'm actually going to pull the most pertinent information so then a lot of what you're doing with insurance is highly important because dentists get embezzled from all the time and it's because they just don't know this stuff nobody right. teaches them how to do it and working at Midwestern University with the students 
I realized like, oh, there is a big gap right there. And I've had in the last year, I'm not exaggerating, there were four offices that I went into, all of which were being embezzled from. Oh, and so, wow. so, and then I had people that I was hiring for and they were getting embezzled from. And it's like the list just keeps going. And like the embezzlement that's actually found is is so low compared to what I think is actually happening. Not to say all OMs or anything like that are embezzling, but it happens a lot. And it's just because doctors don't know this stuff. Like I was watching in an office. I was in two offices this last week and I watched and the dentist literally goes, they put their head down, they go to work, they do dentistry, which is what they should do. They don't even touch base with the front office hardly at all. Like I would ask offices like, oh, are you getting your day sheets? Are you checking your write-offs? Are you checking your deposit slip? And they're like, no, I didn't even know I was supposed to do that. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> let's let's start that. So I'm actually creating a very simple, um, the goal is to have it be no more than three weeks because I know doctors are really busy, but three weeks where you actually will learn like how to do front office, like how to submit a claim. And it's because I don't want dentists to be handcuffed or shackled to their OM. And also I want them to be able to empower and lead their OMs because they actually know what an OM should be doing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the doctor portion is coming and we're so excited about it because, and then we're going to do a live CE course for doctors as well. So I just feel like this is an area that hopefully you can feel the enthusiasm and the passion because oh, I yeah. just see it as like a, a big need that that's not really being met. And if we could help you, like, oh my goodness, like to get doctors to know how to do the front office, like, but not know. It's all the stuff you should know that I don't ever want you to do. Like, I just want you to know how to do it. So if you ever need to run reports or you ever need to check in on your front office, you can go back, figure out the step-by-steps of how to do it and actually do it. So those are the two big things. And I just love, like, I wanted to come on this podcast because you guys hone in on PPO insurance, which is such a huge ordeal. It's huge. People don't know how to do it, or they do know how to do it, but they don't even know the most effective way. And it ties right into exactly Dental Master's whole mission of creating the resources in a safe area where you can ask these questions and you get the best of the best people working with you. So you become, and you have a a network around you that will make you an even better office manager and dentist. I like that. I love that. I'm actually in the process of writing an article about reducing um, time spent on insurance administration. And there's, there's a lot to know about how to do that successfully. And if it's written in a course, I think it might be more successful there. So here's what I'm going to commit to from our podcast. We're, we're going to commit to helping Kiara create um, anything in the insurance world by way of, of classes or, or courses or resources to help office managers be more efficient as it pertains to insurance. What I find is that when you eliminate, when you have an insurance system down and you're very good at it, you know the practice. The, the the practice is humming. You can you can you can then start to have well the, the culture at least the stress up front is not as um, as bad as it was. Like I, I remember calling offices for the first time. Doctors would call us and schedule appointments for us to just to do an initial evaluation for them. And when mm-hmm. you when you call in, people are angry up front. You know they don't know that you're not a patient, but they answer the phone and <laughs> it's like <laughs> you can tell that they you know they don't want to be there. I can tell that they just spent the last hour on hold with United Concordia only to learn that the United Concordia rep hung up on them. So they just had to call in on the other (laughs) line. You know, they're just so frustrated and that, and that carries over to the way they speak to patients as well as Mm -hmm. the way they do business with vendors. And, you know, I, I I speak to these uh, office managers on a day-to-day basis about these issues. And I just think that we could offer so much more by way of resources and training to the masses. And I think you have a good platform that would allow us to accomplish that mission of, you know, sharing any knowledge that we can share to help people become more efficient. Um, 
And Josh, we haven't even scratched the surface on the other areas that we wanted to talk about. You know, the, the, the consulting, how-tos, uh, thing, uh, simple things to grow a practice, um, you know, hiring and, uh, uh, hiring and finding jobs for associates and dentists, things that, that you and I wanted to talk about on this podcast. But I, I, I kind of want to go a little bit more into this master's um, concept for office managers. <clears throat> um, so I see here you have cancellations, checklists, you have a whole list of things. Is it, is it a step-by-step -step course? Do, do, you, do you tell them what they need to learn first, or do they get to pick what they get to go through first in terms of the learning process? That's a great question. Um, so I have it on a drip system right now, and I, I dictate currently how they get to access it. And I did it on purpose because my first course, the first lesson is what a lot of office managers skip over and they glaze over um, because they don't think it's as important because they want to dive right into, oh, I need help with billing or, oh, I need help with this. And what I found is if I can get OMs to step back and realize if you can learn leadership, you can learn your team's leadership styles, and you can learn accountability, first and foremost, if you can get a solid foundation with that, all the rest of the pieces are so much easier. Um, when I became an office manager, I remember just jumping in and I was so reactive. Like, oh, this patient's upset, so I'd run up front and go do that. And then like, oh, Kira, you've got an insurance call, and I'd go do that. And then, Kira, we have this patient we're running behind. Can you flip a room? And I'd go do that. And then I was exhausted. I was so tired. And yeah, I had phenomenal success. I'm not going to deny that we had a fantastic practice, even though I felt like I was playing house and I didn't know when we were going to get sued or what was going to happen or like, you know, you never know what's going on yeah. in your life, like how many fires are bubbling that I don't even know about. Um, and I'm thinking like, yeah, I got litigation. And yes, we had like, I remember one day, this is funny, like the tax auditor came in, she was downright terrifying and they're like, here, the tax auditor is oh, here no. for you. And I was like, cool. Like, I don't even know. I didn't even. And she's like, uh, you haven't paid like your Denver, like your privilege to work in Denver tax. And I'm Aww. like, fantastic. I didn't even know that there was a privilege tax. Like, tell me how much it is. I'll write you a check. Like, but these things were happening. Like, this was my real life. I mean, I remember like I landed one day and the dentist called me and she was like, Hey Kara, we've got so-and-so patient who's really upset with us. Who's threatening to sue. We had like literally owned our practice for like two weeks. And I was like, no way. Uh -oh. So I'm like so stressed. <laughs> like he was just an angry person trying to get out of his bill. Um, right. but just like this constant reactive. And I felt like I was so reactive. So the reason I purposely have it going in a certain model is because it builds upon each other. So it's kind of like a snowball and it can't, gains momentum, and also I start with some of the simpler things that a lot of times offices miss. Going into 80 practices, I feel like I've got a pretty good um, general idea of what offices as a general bulk are missing. And so I, I built the, the structure of the course solely to like learn leadership at the beginning, then to go into accountability and delegation because OMs are a lot like dentists where they like to hold on to things a lot of times and they don't delegate out and they get burnt out. So we talk about how to delegate, we talk about accountability measures, and then we go into a lot of the how-tos of like billing, scheduling, phone scripting, and I've got like videos. Yeah, right now, I call myself Low Budge Film Fridays because <laughs> yeah, a lot of these, my like bed headboard is my background, and it's pretty funny because I'll just make up videos, and I and yes, it's kind of silly, but it's it's because it's just a point, like my friend and I, who travels with me, we did a lot of these videos together, but we wanted it to be real life people and this is how we really say it. We're not scripted. This is how we've gotten success to do it on the phone, to use your team. Um, and then you go through the whole course and then it just keeps building and building and building and building upon each other. But at the same time, like I said, with the beta course coming through, we are getting 
I have like eight pages of responses from one of the people going through right <laughs> now and like how to change it and how to make it better. So if people have different different ideas on how to do it, by all means, we're open to it. But currently, it is dictated how you go through the course. That's awesome. I, I like the drip system approach. You know, there's there's some programs out there that uh, you start taking them and you don't you don't necessarily know where to start. <clears throat> and if you start in the wrong place, it could be intimidating. And then you just don't do it. You know, you don't, you mm-hmm. don't focus on anything because you feel like every class is going to be this hard and difficult. And there's just <laughs> right. so much. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, what you what you said, you know, owning a dental practice for two weeks and getting calls from the tax collector, uh, angry patient, you know, lawsuit, you know, you name it. <laughs> And it's intimidating. It's like, what the heck? How did I get into this? You know, am right, I, I going to yeah. survive? And, you know, not not for, not many of us have amnesia where we can wake up the next morning and just forget about yesterday. You know, we kind of right. carry our issues over to the next day and it affects us and, and, and the way of being, you know, the way we, we are. But education is, is the best way of moving forward. You know, you learn things that will prevent and mitigate problems in the future. You know, and that's what I learned with PPO negotiations. We went through years and years and years of finding a process to become more efficient. And what we mm-hmm. found is that as we become more efficient, we are actually preventing the angry calls. We're, we're preventing a lot of issues down the road. We're preventing lawsuits. We don't, we're not preventing the tax collector because I got a call from the city of Utah <laughs> last week, filed a lien against me. I was like, I paid the taxes. I have the check here that you cashed in October 2017. They're like, no, we, oh, we applied that to 2018. Oh. I'm like, what? Like yeah. <laughs> on the document, yeah. it says 2017, you know, things like that you can't avoid, but everything Seriously. else in the business, you know, with good education and, and good knowledge and knowledge sharing, which is what I like about what you're doing, um, it, it, it will enhance the culture of the practice as, as well as the efficiencies and, you know, help the doctors greatly reduce their stress in terms of the treatment stuff that they do as well. Uh, Kira, mm-hmm. how do people find your website and how do they enroll if they, if they want to uh, enroll with your program? Absolutely. So it's dentalmastersnow.com. Um, I wanted it to be a call to action. So it's dentalmastersnow. And if you're clever, like somebody was, and I didn't realize this, I should have asked. It says Dental Master Snow. So now no one's going to forget it. It was so funny. Somebody wrote that. They're like, why is it Dental Master Snow? And I was like, oh, good night. <laughs> um, well, yeah, go to dentalmastersnow, no one's going to forget it, .com, and on there you can join the community. You can also, at the top, you can join um, the curriculum. Like I said, it's 1250 right now for the entire course. That does include one live event and one free coaching call. Um, if you are interested in the coaching call, you want your office managers to get in on coaching calls, um, there's that option as well. And like a lot of doctors listen to your podcast, and that's who I want to speak to because seriously, if I can convince you as a doctor that if you could pay a nominal amount of money to have somebody answer all your office manager's questions because you don't know what they are, that would just free up so much of your time and then also give them resources to use as well. So that is really, um, like I said, I own my own practices. I, I worked with dentists. I work with tons of doctors nationwide. And I've just found that if we can offer this to them, why not do it? So dentalmastersnow.com. Um, you can always shoot me an email. You can always text me, call me. I'm always available, and I just want to help the, the world of dentistry be better. Thank you, Kira. I'm going to post all of that information in the show notes. So if you're driving or if you're doing something else, um, 
check the show notes out when you can safely for the dental, ma- dental masters, not dentalmasterssnow.com, dentalmasters.com. <laughs> dental yep. masters now. Don't forget the now. That's why dental masters snow. Dental yeah. masters now. The other thing I want to point dental out. Masters, if they go to dental yeah. masters, they're going to go to some lab in California. So don't Uh-oh. do it. I'm going to try and buy it from them. But dental masters <laughs> now. Dental masters now is what we are. The other thing you said is you said there are doctors that listen to our podcast. And I was like, what? People listen to this show? What the heck is wrong with them? You know, we're listening to PPO is a beast. There's so many better podcasts out there, folks. What what are you doing here? Is I always ask you. don't say that. We want them all here because this is a clever one. They're going to learn about Disneyland, about yeah. flights, and about office management. Why not listen? It's a one-stop shop. Well, what makes our podcast are people like you, Kiara, with all this great knowledge and resources. And, and just I am so impressed at how successful you've been. From day one that you've joined the dental industry, at least the history that I know from the previous podcast, I listened to you on Gary Takis's podcast as well as Mark Casas, um, and and I'm just really impressed with what you've done for the industry. And you know what Gary would say is he'd say, "Look, thank you so much for you for what you do in the industry. It is definitely making a big impact because I hear your name all the time out there from clients and from from other podcasters and." I think what you're on to here is, is great, and we want to be a part of it. We want to help you know, create insurance courses for you, and we'll talk about that later. But Kiara, do you awesome. have any closing thoughts for our listeners? I just, I appreciate it so much. It's, um, dentistry is my passion. It's, I'm not a dentist, no, but I love dentistry. I think we can make such a big impact. I love the business side of it. I love the personal side of it. And my mission in life is to be a, an impact for good and to offer value wherever I possibly can. And so I'm always open to feedback. I'm always open to new ideas. And I just appreciate you, Ben, um, allowing me to come on and and be able to talk to your listeners. Um, I think it's always a very humbling experience when I get to be on podcast because you sh- you let me talk to your most valuable resource, your, your listeners. And so I just appreciate, and I appreciate what everyone's doing out there. It's really fun. So thanks for letting me be a part of it. And I mean, let's, let's just go and dominate the world of dentistry. There you go. Hey, it's been our pleasure having you on the podcast again, Kiara. Folks, this is Kiara Dent. Mm-hmm.